Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. We're here post-race F1. Spoilers ahead because your current reigning world champion in F1 is Max Verstappen. And that's what we're talking about today. Nothing else we talk about is really going to matter except for that. We are going to pick uh, some cars as well to talk about later on in our one of our mini games that we do here at Zero Lift. But uh, let's just get right into it. What we did is we watched the F1 race. Let's talk about it. Thoughts? Oh, Let's boy. Go. Uh, I'm just going to give an apology to our listeners because it's just been all F1 all the time around here recently. But you won't have to deal with it for a minute, at least until. March. Yeah. Um, 98 days. Yeah. Look. <laughs> it's I, not that far away. It is my one. Thank you for running me. It's my hope. Mark your calendars. It's my one hope that after this episode, if people already don't think that, that I am revealed as truly impartial. Um, but the FIA and the stewards completely ruined that race, and maybe the season, honestly, for Just me. Just got to say, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 You know, wow. Is F1 a wow. race anymore, or is it just rules and regulations? Uh, it's mean, pretty insane. I didn't feel like I was watching a race. I felt like I was watching a litigation. Um, throughout this <laughs> I've season. never seen a race like that. Throughout this season, I have gone. At the start, I truly did not care. In the middle, I wanted Max to win despite not liking him personally. And then between last race and this race, I no longer wanted Max to win because I thought he was just unhinged and driving like an ass face and now i'm just so mad that like i just don't i i i, I don't are you like, mad though are you mad, mad or are you just I'm mad like, no i'm not i'm not are you mad gutted? i'm not mad i'm not mad i'm not mad at all i'm just eh. you sound really gutted and uh i'm quite chuffed I'm not, myself i'm actually, not gutted man. i'm not gutted and but what i'm saying is if i was if if I was a rabid Max fan, I would still feel like this is a bit of a Pyrrhic victory. Pyrrhic? How do you pronounce that fucking word? Uh, 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 no. Be, it's no, a it's hollow not, victory. It's a hollow victory. Well, I mean, no. we, 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 ha- we have one of those no, right here in no, the studio, no, so we could ask him. I'm going to stop how, how you right feel? there. Well, he's just... As a Red Bull, I'm a Red Bull fan, uh, Honda fan, and uh, Max Verstappen's the champion, number one. Yeah, uh, the- Number two... No, it all shakes out, dude. Look, here's the deal. As for me, I think that the racing gods decided that uh, Michael Schumacher is still the goat, um, at Lewis Hamilton, and decided that, that Max definitely deserved this. He had the most wins. He had the most podiums. He got nothing but P1, P2, and DNFs. All right. Now my brakes don't work in Baku. BS happening right the man's tire failed on him unlike his ability to brake properly okay you had consistently awesome driving all season for max verstappen you had i think his racing was on point that's not on top of this this, yeah on top of this you have the fia going the fia went both directions throughout the whole season true they allowed lewis to get away with some bullshit they allowed max to get away with some bullshit true it shakes out in the end 
who the champion is. You are literally only saying that because Max won. If Lulu won, you'd be like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the only reason why I say that. That's a parallel. It doesn't matter. This universe no. and this universe. No. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. You're a cool. Biased Great. child. No, I'm not. I'm my. I got one, so now you I gotta said brag about it. It all shakes out. I'm gonna go get all my Celtic stuff. I'll do that too. You're uh, arguing that it's kidding. okay just because your guy came out. I'm saying we didn't That's have how a it works, no. No, That's how not. it works. No, it's That's not. No, it's not. Sportsman, yes, it is. We didn't have a your fair competition. We didn't have a fair competition. Okay, put them both in Haas cars and then have them race, and we'll yeah. see a better driver. But what I'm saying is, okay, can can I can I stop the both of you right there? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Can we really fairly say that what the FIA did today shook out? So, like, what I mean is by not investigating the incident where Lewis obviously gained advantage advantage by going off the track, um, then they kind of evened it out by letting the cars unlap themselves at the but, last but minute. But no, it, like it, it, is that really deal, evened out? It's no. in the rules. It's actually rule 39.12 right here. It's in the rules and regulations, what? right? That states how and when you're allowed to allow cars to unlap. And so what was happening was, is that they were waiting to make sure it was safe enough to allow those cars to go in front of the safety car uh, and have it be cleared because I was trying. I, for me, I, I was confused at first, and I thought, "Oh, Max would just get be- in front of them in the queue, and then they'd stay behind him in the queue." I didn't know they were going to go literally in front of the safety car. And so, according to Rule thirty nine point twelve, you are that needs to happen according to the clerk of the course. Consider it safe to do so. So it just so happened that right before the last lap, the clerk of the course considered it safe enough to send those four cars ahead of the safety car. Because then they could check themselves as they were coming around that corner, which set it up legally and according to the rules for Max Verstappen to be the world champion. Hold on, a second. yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, de- I'm not debating that uh, the rules per se, but like uh, John and I, and we were all watching it live, but John and I were on the on the voice chat uh, live when we were discussing it. Uh, uh, two laps prior to it, so this would be like 56 lap 56. They were coming around that that turn incident there, and it was clean as all hell. Why did they not bring the safety car in on lap 56? Why did they leave it to the last lap? Because on lap 55 and 56, it looked pretty clear, and there were no people on the track at that end. might have been some so, debris like, still, maybe. It's hard to tell. You have to go back and look at the tapes. I mean, it's uh, the same lap reason. Lap 56 looked pretty clear to me. It's the same reason a Jetta. Why was it yellow flagged? And then all of a sudden we're at a safety car. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're getting ahead of and ourselves. We're, we're not being sympathetic to our listeners. Okay. Well, I didn't want to give them too many spoilers. No. If they, Do we? They're listening to the race. They want to talk. They, we're going to talk about it. They want to be able to listen along. And maybe they haven't watched it. So uh-huh. at the very start of this race, like, was it turn one? I turned, it was turn six. Uh, you're talking about the lunch? Six. Yeah, the lunch. The lunch was on turn six. Yeah, turn, yeah, turn six, six, lap one. Lulu started P2. Matt start, Max started P1. Lulu had a much better start than Max got in front. Coming in turn six, Max pulled a very daring lunge move, which was clean. Good pass, stayed within mm-hmm. the lines, got in front of Lewis. Lewis got blocked out and ran wide 
instead of slowing down and getting back in line, he drove through the chicane and got significantly in front of Max. A whole second. Which is BS because Max pulled off the pass on track limits. The stewards said that over the course of the remainder of the lap, Lewis gave up whatever advantage he had gained in that move. By the end Which of that, was untrue. Yeah, by the end of that lap, he was like two and a half seconds ahead. I don't understand right. how what? being in P2 to two and a half seconds P1 is giving up the advantage. Um, and so that was, that was complete horseshit. And it was uh, against Max, and, and that wasn't fair, and that wasn't right. And Max didn't deserve that. For the rest of the race, essentially... It's pretty. It was mostly a boring race until the very end. Yeah, you could have slept through it. Yeah, the well, last. I, uh, Lulu just got in front and, and walked away. Um, it got interesting. You know, Sergio Perez, Checo, my favorite driver, my man, held up Lewis like a effing champ. Can we just say, like, how does that dude fit Beautiful. his nuts in his pants again? Um, yeah. Again. Again this again this season. I know I mean, what a teammate. What was it? I think Lewis was eight seconds oh. ahead, and yeah. and so Sergio got in P one through some pit stop stuff. Lewis pulled in the pits. Sergio stayed out. He was on like twenty two laps on soft tires. Yeah, so they were absolutely yeah. shredded. And then Lewis is eight seconds ahead of Max, gets up behind Sergio's ass, and Sergio just blocks him until Max gets back up with Lewis. Um, yeah, but Max uh, then gives uh, then gives Max the toe. Then gives him a toe down the street, just like he did. Uh, yeah, just like he did in qualifying. Yep, which is also still very legal and with that rights. That Mexican booty was looking yes. thick tonight, boy. Yeah, yeah. Checo is a Checo is amazing. I'm, I wish he would have gotten third in the constructors, but Bonas leaves Mercedes. It was really weird why they uh, retired his car because on the radio message. He sounded really surprised. Yeah, he confused. didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was very bizarre with the retirement. Maybe some sort of drivetrain issue or something. That he I don't know. know about, yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, I mean, it was exciting. Uh, it was a good last lap, obviously. Again, the rules shaked out. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. I want to say that get, I, Let's not get... Okay, okay. We're, we're narrating uh, halfway this. Through, halfway through the race, before uh, you joined us and then unjoined us, Ryan, I, I had I called out sort of made a prediction. I was like, John, how crazy would it be? And I think it was like, I'm like, how crazy would it be if the Lewis Hamilton gets a left rear puncture and he limps it back to the pits and it's lap 56 and he makes it out lap 57 and it's right in front of Max and they race it like a one lap race sprint to the finish for the championship. Yeah, I I swear. John, back me up here. Was this before I I called that was this before Norris had his puncture? Bro, yeah, he, no, no, this was he this, said this was like, like halfway, yeah, thirty. Oh, nice. He said this like lap. 30. Wow. So all day. Fast forward in time, we're getting. To, it's like the last four or five laps of the race, and Latifi has a big crash. Yeah, he just kind of loses it, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he I think he, he got he got he got dirty. He got the tires dirty. Yeah, he was, so he was battling with Mick. Um, again, racing gods. And uh, at basically turn 13 or 14, uh, picked it up and got 30, 13 or 14, 
and then proceeded to crash on turn 15. Yeah, so he goes off dangerous part of the track, blocking at least half the track right in the middle of the line through the corner. Um, They stop the race, bring out the safety car, and this highlights one of my least favorite or like you know just the thing one of the things that i find most ridiculous about f1 rules and it is it's in the rules but like when they have safety cars out and if there's like an issue where they're just parading while they clear the track or unlap people or something like that they count all those laps they're parading behind the safety car i think that's no sense complete bs they should just not count those laps uh i think that happens in every form of motorsport doesn't it i think nascar does the same has the same rule they count the last car has the same rule why yeah, yeah why would under they safety car like soccer style where they just add laps at the end or whatever well because uh the cars are still running drivers are still going around the track uh, like they're completing your, laps uh, your fuel too i guess you're and they're load. using the fuel so like I, in nascar you can refuel but f1 you'd run out of fuel i mean look at right. what happened to vettel that whole situation where he didn't have enough fuel uh, basically at the end. So I guess that makes sense. And I think about it with the fuel load, but still that is kind of some sort of BS that we lose these laps during safety car for sure. Uh, and that was intense. I don't think it's, I don't feel it's BS because uh, essentially the cars, the drivers, they're completing laps, whether or not it's at full race pace uh, is under the circumstance. But at the end of the day, there's, they're still completing laps, still burning and fuels. It, and it allows a lot of strategy stuff. I mean, there have been a lot of races decided by safety cars and pitting during safety yeah. cars and that sort of stuff. I mean, this, definitely, this one, for example, Prime. It 100% adds to the drama of it. Um, so after the pitting. Gosh, drives, Drive to Survive next season is going to be oh, crazy. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, it's wild for me, too. I Lewis Hamilton had my favorite radio message of all season, hands down, when Max Verstappen went into pit on softs. And it was just expletives. It was nothing. It was straight up. I was laughing so hard, and I'm so hyped because you could see. I didn't see that. I'll so, also, it's it's unbelievable. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. So so basically, here's what happens: is the sense that so Max comes in for a fresh set because of uh, who, who else went in for a uh, there was a virtual safety car as well. Um, when was that when Kimi? This is the first time. Yeah, the first time when he when he got his new set of hards on and Lewis's attitude just completely changed because Max basically had an opportunity to chase after him as long as he was cutting uh, what an eighth off of each, each lap or whatever. So 0. 0.8, yeah, if he was consistent, he, got, a second. he would have ca- caught him eventually, essentially. Um, but his, his attitude and radio message completely changed. Uh, he got stuck behind traffic and was complaining. Yeah, and when, when Lewis figured out that Max was going in for these softs. It was, it was, hold on, radio message, and it was just nothing but bleeps. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, I was yeah. laughing so hard. So I what mean, happened? What happened for the for the audience again? Like Lulu's like fifteen seconds ahead of Max. There's like five laps left. There's no way Max is going to catch him. Lulu's on some old tires. Safety car comes out. Everybody gets He's on the hards. Yeah, everybody gets stacked up. Lulu's still out on hard tires. Max goes in, gets a set of fresh softs. That's basically what you run during qualifying. They're shredded in ten Max, laps. Max was was just perfectly positioned yep. off of off of the incident with Latifi and the positioning to pit lane because it's uh I don't know the, the track uh, the turn number but like it's t- two turns before pit lane. 
at the end of the track there where Latifi went off and crashed. Uh, like, as soon as the yellow flag came out, Max was in the pit lane. Like, it was just perfect timing, perfect strategy, yep. pull off by by Red Bull there. That was just good spotters. Perfect. Yep. So Got it. I got to point that out there. So... So we get to a situation where Max is now right behind Lulu, no time difference. He's on fresh, super sticky qualifier tires, and Lulu's on his old, you know, 20 laps old hards. And to add to it, they were supposed to, like, keep the parade going to unlap all of the slow guys that got lapped through the virtual safety car. And then at the last minute, the FIA says, go, go, go. We're not going to unlap these guys. And there was a lot of confusion on when they were going to, when they were going to restart the race. Well, well, yeah, for first, uh, I think you have, I think you have a confused a little bit there, John, or or maybe I do set it right on at the safe, at the time of the safety car coming out, uh, Martin Brundle and, uh, Crofty were talking about that being the rule that the lapped uh, cars should be able to unlap themselves. But then the message came out from the race director, Michael Massey, that that wasn't going to be the case. And there was some discussion between all the commentators about it. Uh, Then we heard the radio messages between Michael Massey and Christian Horner, uh, then with Toto, I think, like right at the last second. But like... Uh, the radio message between Horner and Massey was Christian shut the hell up for a second. I got to clear this incident and then I'll handle, you know, the unlapping <laughs> of the cars and whatever. Right. right. So like over the radio, it didn't appear as Michael Massey, the race director wanted or was willing to unlap those cars. or was really worried about it. And like, that's kind of concerning that is like sort of at the time or, you know, we, we now know that to be false, that, you know, he was going to do what he needed to do. But at the time, it, it kind of looked like it was going to be in Lewis's favor. And so, like, that that was intense and nerve-biting, nail-biting, excuse me. And so, like... Well, it, but the... From the, the spectator point of view, I mean, it was intense and it was very, I'm just very talking, good. I'm talking about the conversation with the announcers and then the radio chatter we got from Mercedes. They... The announcers and Mercedes had no idea what was going on. Right. There was a radio call. That yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think anybody had any idea what was going on. They're like, wait, we're starting right now? We're not even done relapping. I, I, okay, I guess we got to go. And the announcers are like, what is going on? And then the no. race is back on. Um, so I, and then, yeah, so the race is back on. And we have, it, they decided, they counted all the laps. So we have one lap. Now Max is directly behind Lewis on brand new tires unsurprisingly max lunges ahead of lewis and lewis doesn't have any laps to even fight back uh so he had one one opportunity to fight back and he tried that yeah yeah but i mean so i mean i'm just saying i have a couple issues like one max should have been so yeah max wins right max should have gotten in front of lewis on the first corner and we should have had a chance for a real race with max in front so if that wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. like Lulu wouldn't have had this huge advantage the entire race. So that's one. So you're, you're saying back in turn six and lap one, 
Yeah, he should yeah. have given. Yeah. the place should have been given back, and maybe we would have had a different outcome. I mean, I we would, but I think so. we would have had a we had competition. A, we would have had a race. We would have had, had a, a race. A real competition. Yeah. Who's to say that Lewis would have walked away with a ten to fifteen second lead if he would have been behind Max? You know, right. this, this could have been a battle the entire time. Um, but it wasn't right, and so you have that. It was litigation, right? But then, on the other hand, you have a guy who, for fifty some odd laps, has legitimately like put a big fat lead on, and then that all gets sucked away, and he's put yeah. in an unwinnable position with no opportunity to even try and stage a fight. Um. So yeah, it's tit for tat. It was one for one, which I guess you could argue ends up fair. Uh, I'm not arguing for anybody's perspective. I'm not saying Max doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying that like all the BS weird litigation and calls that got made just like ruined the sport aspect of this for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel a little weird about it. Uh, I'm obviously very happy that Max won because I'm a Max fan. Been a Max fan since his first drive in a Red Bull car. Um, and, but I don't know. I think uh, the FIA and the the sort of periscope or the porthole viewing that we've gotten into radio communications this year um, through the broadcast have definitely shined a bigger bigger light than that hole uh was if you get my metaphor sorry if that's weird but <laughs> but like it's i i don't know now all of this negotiation between a negotiation and you know the race director and the stewards maybe not having full control of the race all the time like we thought they maybe did before all this radio communication um was given to us kind well, of how much weird Massey. I mean, that's the thing is, does Massey need to go? Do they need to make sure that rules and regulations are more stringent across all circuits? Because the stewards change per circuit. So, I mean, it's kind of a human sort of air judgment call, but they're essentially getting new refs per every circuit. What rules are they following consistently? Why is this turn allowed and this one isn't? Um, it brings to a lot of question. I mean, this, this whole season, this, this, Today was very much F1 2021. This whole season has had, on and off again, pretty damn good races, heart-throbbing mo- moments, uh, brought to us by some dumb rules and regulations. We just want to see them race, and we haven't really been allowed to super get that a whole bunch, all things considered. I think that's really the summation of this season. I thought we saw a lot of good racing this season. We did. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good racing, but there's also been quite a few moments in which there's rules and regulations that are questionable. Uh, last week, Jetta was good. I think a good example. Mons is a good example. You might be over. a good example. I think you're over exaggerating there a little bit because, like, the first half of the season was very much let them race. Yeah, I, that is true. I mean, uh, then you know, then you know. To be fair, it got it got a little out of hand. Uh, it, it, it definitely took it up a notch after after the break. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, then obviously you know, safety comes has to come into play. The FIA has to step in a little bit. So them tightening up the leash a little bit. Um, I I would say they fumbled it. Yes, but 
maybe it was uh, slightly warranted, but they didn't do it the right way. Maybe because uh, like John, I think John had said previously, F one drivers are dogs on a leash, right? For real, yeah, they and are. That's where I think we should put them both in hosses and uh, <laughs> figure out if it's the car or the drivers. Is it the car or the driver? Uh, we don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the car. Hats off to Lewis, though. Seven world titles, almost eight by a lap. By, by a, lap. a lap. By a lap. Yeah, by a lap. By a lap. I mean, it's it's still impressive, especially Ooh. considering he's been in a car that has won eight constructor champions in a row, uh, which tells you it's the car, not the driver. Uh, he That's also had not true. How, Come how, on, how you got to give no, him no, not... the credit where the credits due. Okay. So, but here's the thing, though. No, because that's that's <laughs> like me being like, well, the Yankees went a whole bunch. Yeah, well, the Yankees have a crap ton more money than everybody else. Listen, and had the if resources. You're gonna make that, if you're going to make that comparison, I'm going to call you out on it. As a, as a New Yorker and as a Mets fan, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Yankees, okay? And that was my reasoning for my hate for many years. Okay, okay. but we all grow up. And, and now... And now I've come to realize that just it was just at that time I, the MLB was a freaking monopoly, and that's and and the Yankees just played the game the best way they that anybody could have. Yeah, and I, that's, that's what it. Mercedes did with, and that's car. the same thing with put, Mercedes. I love and, how and they you got, they put a great car, and they in got there. this, and they did, and they did the same thing with the Yankees. Did they got the best talent in the league? Right. They yep. put it together and they created the best team. Yeah. And so hats off to them. It's, what is there is to be? Driver. Is he is he as he phenomenal as he could be? He's the goat. Like uh, he's no, the goat. Make... No, Michael. No, Michael is the goat. He's oh a goat. Okay. He, well, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll make this distinction. He's a goat. He is a. Goat. He's not. He might not. He, he not, might not be the, the goat LeBron, because this is a LeBron versus MJ thing. And and for me, and, it's and, and MJ we'll put that to rest real quick. Uh, MJ was the goat of his era. Kobe was the goat of his era. LeBron right. is the goat of his era. Boom. Right. Discussion. Period. Larry just Bird the same as the yeah. Goat of their era. yeah. Just yeah. as the same as Schumacher, and just as the same as Lewis, and hopefully just as the same as we'll see Max develop into it. You know, his yeah. his formative years, which are now upon him, now that he's a champion. How can you? Champion. How can you? You completely overlook the fact that they don't give. Sure, it's the best car. Great. They don't give the best car to just any driver. Like, right. You're like what? Sure. <laughs> There's no, a I'm reason. Not, that's what I'm saying. He's not, he's not, look, I'm not saying it's like if Mazda spins in a, in a Mercedes, he's going to be world champion. I'm not saying that Lewis is a bad driver and that he's not a great driver. I'm just saying that he's not like, in my opinion, goat status because you got to be surrounded by the top paid nailed it out of the, out of the field times a hundred with the rules and regulations and the current specs of the F1 car. I think that you have to give as much credit to Mercedes as you do to Lewis is all I'm saying. Which we are. Everybody is. Right? Except you for you. Have to do I, I think Mercedes you're, the only, you're, the, you're the only one saying that it's just it's the car over the, the driver. Everybody else Red is Bull. like, yeah, it's both. You have to do the <laughs> same thing to Red Bull. Adrian Newey and uh, Helmut Marco, absolutely. Those no, two you have to give – the Red Bull car is head and shoulders above every car on the grid except Honda. for the Mercedeses. Like, that's yeah. – so, like, I, it, you're – it's funny that you're, like, arguing it's the car when you are in indisputably at least oh. the second best car. 
And on, wait, <laughs> I, I just I just found better some it's got a crazy engine. irony. How? Well, maybe M McLaren isn't kicking themselves so bad, but like, how bad is McLaren kicking themselves in the arse, uh, kicking Honda out of their program with Honda and Honda engine now being in the championship car and Max Verstappen also being Dutch and Orange being a Dutch color. <laughs> it might not be papaya orange, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. That, the little double. Papa. Yeah. One did did anyway. uh was McLaren or Ferrari Ferrari uh the constructors third. I'll catch that. Uh I didn't catch that either. It might have been decided with this race. With the uh, Sykes. I believe it was. Uh I think Sainz bumped them up to third. So Ferrari so back in the top there, which is amazing. Good job, Sainz. We'll see you. <laughs> But they've actually, what's great is they get the money now going forward, but also had, because of their lower ranking, more time to work on it. I think Ferrari is going to destroy with these upcoming rules and regulations. They've set themselves up for success because they used the Explain. Ferrari money. So basically before the uh, ca cost cap came into play, um, Ferrari had already started developing for the new chassis. And then obviously with the pandemic, it got pushed out, but they basically had the opportunity to develop for this new chassis. Um, they crushed it this year, their engine last year, because of the whole fiasco of what we never actually know happened. Uh, they fixed that. Uh, their engine's been phenomenal this year. We're about to go to engine lock, and they've had the most time, and they've used their lower standing time to get more uh, aero time in the wind tunnel, everything like that as well. So they've really set themselves up for success uh, going into the next uh chapter of f1 so I, I i think the ferrari is actually going to be up there i watch science be the world champion that would be insane um i also strongly think that lewis might retire especially after having to contend with george next year after that he's done i think he's out <clears throat> that, that's my thoughts but i think ferrari is going to be crushing it who you think, you think he's going to retire this this season or next season like <sighs> after next season who's going to well, retire lewis hamilton think Oh, Lewis. Hamilton. Sorry, sorry. I thought you said Sainz. Yeah. I was like, Wait a second, what? No, I think Sainz will be the world champion uh, more than Leclerc. We'll see. Uh, but I think Ferrari is going to be top tier uh, with the new chassis coming out, um, which will be cool. I would see them be a big bag of doo-doo, just like every other Ferrari car that's like new Ferrari car that's debuted. The first year, it's always doo-doo. <laughs> it's going to burn. Uh, it's going to catch on fire. That's Classic hilarious. Ferrari. I would love. I'm calling it to have an honest like three-way competition yeah mercedes red bull ferrari like trade and blows that would be so great oh i think i think uh i think if i think if next year's gonna be i good. would take red bull mclaren ferrari let's let's have mercedes go to the ashes for a while <laughs> um i don't think mclaren's gonna be a serious contender no i think with what you're talking about ferrari they might um I don't know if they quite I, I have no idea to be honest, but I, I don't know if they quite have the drivers and signs in Leclerc. Yeah, Leclerc seems like a wonder boy like Max is, but hasn't stepped up yet. I mean he's gotta win. He can't even win in Monaco. Come on. Like You also you, have to realize that race in Monaco. Like you also have to realize that Ferrari is, is a I imagine is a pretty toxic organization. Just look at the Trifosi. So how oh, strict yeah. Strict their fan bases to you know driver performance, and I and I know 
uh, just from for, uh, Formula One Ferrari documentaries that I've watched. That Ferrari is very performance based, uh, and I mean, and they're a corporation now, right? And so all they care about is the numbers and the performance. And so Ferrari's right. always. Uh, I will talking. say, and I have to note because I was just talking to my wife about it uh, yesterday. Every Formula One Ferrari driver, uh, I guess in the last 20 years, 25 years, we'll say, uh, has significantly visually aged while being a Ferrari driver. And so there's definitely something going on there. It's it's like there's something in the water at Ferrari. They come they come in looking fresh, fresh-faced, and they, you know, halfway through, they're losing all their hair. Oh, Vettel uh, is a they, great example of that. Vettel is a great example. Holy... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Charles is a great example of this as, as well. Uh, he's definitely gained like uh, two years of age on his face this year. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Sainz. Sainz Funny. still looks like a pretty Spaniard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. He's a see very, if that changes next year. He's a very very pretty boy. Yeah, I'll he's, give you that. Uh, he's just he's a good solid race. I'm glad to see him get P3 today. I uh, would prefer to go to Checo, but uh, he's kind of that neutral good boy. Don't really talk about him much, but just gets results type of. F1 driver. Uh, I think now, it's important to appreciate them as well. Did Do we Mer- think Lando's going to get his first win next year? Mm. Lando Maybe. Kind of got the the wind knocked out of his sails after Sochi. Yeah. You know, he hasn't recovered, yeah. but I think he's, he's going to do good. I think we'll be fine. I think we'll have more predictions when we get closer to F1. There'll be a break for 93 days. As, uh, 98. 98 days so for us 93 days and we'll start doing predictions uh before the season starts after probably the first testing <laughs> can't go three yeah. months without talking about f1 i'll go insane um you might have to i think we've put our yeah. listeners through the ringer these last two yeah. weeks i think it's true so we'll we'll take a break from f1 we'll be talking about cars in detail getting some learn on with our cars uh so viewers can learn about cars they may not know about um and at some point, we'll uh, be talking about Group B, I think, is uh, Group around B's the coming. corner before Group B's coming. F1, star- 2022. Before F1 starts up again. We Group are doing Maybe a, a special guest or two in the new year. Who knows? Yeah, it should be pretty awesome. Uh, but what has, uh, what has ended the season is world champion Max Verstappen. On the last lap, I don't. I, last I, lap. I just, I just, I'm still a little befuddled here. You, you can't make it up. I mean, tied points going into it. I mean, it is between Drive to Survive and F1 trying to get more popular. I think if they fix, see, and the stewards and the FAA BS and a lot of that stuff, I think that a lot of new fans will be getting into this, especially with Miami coming next year. I really think F1 as a sport's going to grow, and hopefully that allows IMSA and uh, other uh, motorsports to grow in America besides just NASCAR uh, and those sort of things. Yeah, we might, by, might be getting a racing renaissance here in America. Let's hope yeah. for it. Let's, it'd be fantastic. And then maybe American Not cars. that racing is be dead in America, so. but, you know. I it's mean, not. It's, it's televised motor racing other, other than NASCAR. Right. And I think the presentation style of it is really important. Like for me, it's the setups, it's the hype around F1 and the overall Liberty media has done a really good job of this, uh, especially with drive to survive. I think formerly E actually just dropped a new kind of drive to survive similar thing. I haven't watched it yet. So that could be interesting. 
Uh, I like Formula E. I think it's a good concept, but those cars don't sound great. They need to give them like fake V8 sounding engines or something. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, I like their I like their style that they do, where they have kind of a Joker lap sort of design, where you go through and you get your speed boost. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different motorsports. Obviously, we'll be talking about those, and uh, as we explore those, I just still I can't I can't get over the fact that Max won on the last lap, though. I think you're right there, Lenny. I'm with you. There, uh, there. I'm. There's never been a F1 championship season like this never ever yeah well ever. I say that, but then i think what about Prost and senna though i mean they were basically did it come down to the last lap yeah. no it came down to the first turn slap well and that's why i was wondering i was like is, is that gonna happen or is it gonna be did uh, nikki louder james hunt in uh japan come down to the last lap that might have maybe so yeah, you know, I'm I might be wrong there. Yeah. Uh, last lap championship battles may have happened. Someone check me on that, uh, either on Twitter or on Instagram. What are at uh, us at Zero Lift Podcast? Or write us a very long <laughs> nice. email with the plug. Yeah, with the plug. Or write us a very very long email. So that's that's kind of the wrap up for the F1 season. I don't know if I have much more to say. I'm going to be whooping and hollering, and I already bought my. Uh, Max is the champion T-shirt. Um, oh my god! Nuts! Nuts. I already did. I, you you got to buy that championship stuff right away, or it's gonna be gone. You got to get it right away. I need a picture on our Instagram of you throwing up the cheese with your sh- new shirt on. Yeah, you know I will. Hundo. You got it. You got a cheese. That's happen. I will do the cheese with the with the Lando. We got to get our listeners uh, cheesing. <laughs> Yeah, you'll see me with the cheese. Everybody, I'll be I'll, be I'll be standing next to my Honda uh, Odyssey. I thought the best vehicle uh, in this group, in this podcast. Uh, these guys wish they owned one. Actually, yeah, Lulu, uh, yeah, Lulu might have won if he was driving an Odyssey. You know it, dude. He would have. <laughs> he could have just opened up those doors as he was turning to let, get that arrow. You know, you just gotta figure it out, man. There's certain ways to drive the Odyssey. Uh, Mine's been pretty awesome. We just had some snow uh, in Omaha. Brand new spanking tires, and I was out there doing awesome in it. And I live on a hill, so I don't think your guys' GTRs uh, are able to handle the ice like my Hunt Odyssey. Bro. I've driven my GTR in the snow. It does fine. Thank you. I drove my Skyline <laughs> when I lived in Japan. Okay. I, dr- I drove yeah, it. You'd have no idea what we've been through, okay? I drove. I'm just making sure friends are drinking. If, if, you're, if this is a first-time listener, yeah. whenever we mention DTRs, you got to drink. Uh, I so dr- don't listen to our podcast early in the morning, apparently. I drove <sighs> yeah, my I GTR. I drove my GTR to Nozawa Onsen in a snowstorm. And that thing was a champ. Never skipped a beat. Wow. Except for... Wow. Huh? Well, yeah, go ahead, John. Except Sorry. for the snowdrift got so big that it actually ripped off the front spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Wild. So, so Lenny, you know that uh, the carbon June front splitter I have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a stock front spoiler on my GTR that got ripped off in my Nozawa trip, and that's why uh, I bought the That's carbon. why you have that. <laughs> Hilarious. Nice. Yep. Uh... uh I drove my GTR through the snow when I was breaking in my top secret engine 
it had like just so happened the one weekend that I had to break in the motor to do some running miles on it. Uh, it had snowed midway through the weekend. It was in February and I had to drive through the snow in Atsugi and Zama to make it to the highway in during break in miles on my new engine without having any boost like on like, like some Toge summer style? tires uh, it was like snow streets okay. like side streets at the time like to get to the highway uh from where i lived at the time but nonetheless there was snow on the streets and no boost it was interesting um because those <laughs> tires were not gripping at all but i made it through that sounds like you did it, but not as awesome as my Honda Odyssey does. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It probably looked awesome because I was sideways for most of the time. You know, little little sidestep action, crab crab walking. Should have done it for the gram. sideways. Yeah, you got to get some shots of the GTRs in snow well, for the gram. Speaking of well, GTRs, you yeah, play. Game. What game are we playing today? Yeah, we're gonna, what game are we playing, John? We're gonna play our version of uh, Bang Mary Killer, as we like to call it. Uh, what, what what do we call Scrap Race Daily? Scrap Race Daily. Scrap Race Daily. So, uh, in stark contrast to Formula One, the three cars <laughs> we're gonna pick. I'm so interested in this. Yeah, these are gonna be '90s shitbox hatches. 90s and you had picked hatch. you had picked a Civic, but that would have won because it's I the champion like, of 90 shitbox high. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a clear winner. So I picked yeah. less likely candidates. So, all right, y'all, our cars. We're gonna pick three cars, and we decide which one we would scrap outright, which one we would take for a spirited lap, and which one we would grow old with and die happy. So, for your consideration, mm. the cars we have today are a Volkswagen Corrado VR6, an Isuzu Impulse RS, and a Mazda 323 GTR. GTR, take a drink. Ooh. Now... Okay, so that's a, that's a Volkswagen uh, Corrado VR6, a Su- Suzuki? Su- Isuzu. Impulse. Oh, Isuzu. Impulse RS. And a Mazda 323 GTR. Didn't we talk about how we're going to do like five episodes on Isuzu and how their trucks are amazing? We did not. <laughs> is that is that something that's close to your heart? Ah, they're the they're the most underrated Japanese car company. I don't. Do they still? They don't make still make cars, do they? No, uh, they're purely trucks. They're all lorries. I think it's all we discuss lorries versus semi trucks, fleet vehicles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you guys need, a, do you guys need a second to think about it? Uh, I'm. I just gotta look these cars up because I might not be too familiar with the impulse. You know, this was this was inspired by the fact that Ryan is incapable of pronouncing Volkswagen names. Volkswagen. <laughs> Corrado. Uh, Corrado. Yeah. The what is it? The Sicario? <laughs> the, <Yeah>. the Sicario? <laughs> Sicario. You don't know. Ryan was asking about a Volkswagen Scirocco, and he was like, Oh guys, that there's this Volkswagen. It looks kind of cool. The Sicario? I was like, what are you talking about? Um anyway, I'll tell you my picks. Okay. So I would have to scrap the Isuzu because it's gutless. 
and it's in a suzu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. there's just not. I, as, I had to Google that one. There's not as much. That, that one's a, not good. It doesn't. Not as much that appeals to me about that car. Um, I would race the Corrado VR6 because that was actually a very attractive car. Um, it uh, it actually drove pretty well, and the VR6 is a very soft. I have a soft place in my heart for that engine. They sound terrific. They're weird. They're V inline sixes. It's very odd engine design. Um, it's a W cylinder head. So it's like a very narrow angle, like a 15 degree V6. But the n- angle is so narrow that they put it on one cylinder head. So huh. you pull the cylinder head off and you have like this, like this offset that's why they call it a W engine. Um, you have these offset cylinders. And so that makes on each cylinder, you have one short intake runner and a long exhaust runner or the other way around a long intake runner and a short exhaust runner. Um, and that's not good for performance, but it makes the interference between the exhaust pulses makes the engine sound really cool. Um, I had a Mark II gti that i swapped a vr6 from a corrado into and that it was just a lot of fun uh so i i'd drive that but my pick pick would be the 323 gtr because that car is a scalded dog that not very many people knew about in the early 90s it was very fast for its time um and they actually competed in wrc in the 90s and uh yeah they're, they're i like the little like seriously fast, weird, tiny kind of shit. I didn't know this car existed. Are you talking about yourself or the car, John? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of the above. I got. I gotta say. I gotta say. I did not know the three two three GTR take a drink uh, uh, existed. It's a and very. I gotta say that's a very good find, and I love it. <laughs> and you're right. From just the specs, I haven't seen. Or uh, seen any videos or crazy uh, iterations of it, but I, I'm sure I will once I climb down the rabbit hole. Um, but for that reason, it looks great. The spec list uh, tells me that you're probably right. It looks like a little bad out of hell. Uh, I want to race it. I want to see yeah, what it does too. around a track. I also want to race that. And so if I only get to race it once, I mean, I guess that'll be it. Um, and see what it does. It's got a but very the impulse. Oh my gosh! We need to put that in the gutter. <laughs> so I have never putting... seen a bigger shitbox, and I've everybody's seen a lot. Putting it in the gutter, and then Lenny, you and I agree into with we're we're gonna race the two three. Yeah, the Volkswagen's gonna. I oh, then oh, then the Volkswagen. I'm I'm dealing, and it, it's not a a settle. I'm not settling for the Volkswagen here, people. Uh, there's it. a little bit of a history, so. Uh, Back in my early, earlier car days, Ooh. and when I say earlier, this is like when I was in high school and car magazines were still very popular. Uh, we're talking Import Tuner, Super Street, Modified Mag, all of all of those. D-Sport was just like a little itty bitty publication. Uh, there was also a UK car mag called Max Power. Did you guys ever hear that? Oh my John, God. Do you remember I, that? Like I would not have remembered till you said wow. it anyway 
this this UK publication was internationally distributed. Obviously, uh, I used to get it at Tower Records, um, just to date myself. But there was a lot of VWs, and obviously there was a lot of Eurospec cars there. And I remember the Corrado VR6 being uh, pretty pretty good when it was souped up, or at least good looking. Um, my tastes and you know points of interest were a little bit different as I was younger than they are now, but. Um, from what I remember, the engine bays were definitely modified, and yeah, love it. I daily the the crap out of it. I they, would daily it based on the fact that you said it has a cool sounding engine, which I'm probably going to go listen to after we get off this podcast. You should. Um, it also better. comes in one of it's rare, but if I ever find a good colorway that is green on a car, and this one has one, I'm all about it. This has like that nice like evergreen type of green it's awesome i think it's a cool looking car sounds great great i can't pronounce the names maybe it's perfect for me yeah little little volkswagen i can't pronounce uh, <laughs> is it a is it a corrado 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 i'm kidding so i like the corrado v6 uh, are you though yeah because i mean you definitely can't you're definitely saying sicario the Sicario, I was way off on. Um, <laughs> I, I like the 323. I think it looks really cool as well, uh, especially the GT style. Um, but I would race that. I I would put it in its places. Uh, yeah, that evergreen color and the cool engine sound. So it's like default for me. Does the engine sound cool? Is it a unique engine sound? I want it. I'm... Yeah. You know, I'm kind of that way, too. Like, even if a car is a complete hunk of junk, if it has just a ripping sound and engine, I'm like, eh, you can stay. Right. (laughs) That's It makes all the difference in the world. I mean, I'm finding even recently, like, Lamborghinis to me, I'm like, these sound cool, but there's just so many better engine sounds out there, in my opinion. Oh, you think so? so? I actually don't. Yeah. I don't like Lamborghinis as cars, but I give them a pass because I don't think anything sounds like a Lambo. I I mean, it, it... yeah, it sounds cool, Very but it, it's unique. But like, it doesn't the the sonic tone of it doesn't grab me as much as other engine sounds that oh I have heard. God, I think we should put a well, Lambo V12 into everything. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yes, maybe I'm missing something. I'll go. I'll Ferrari go V12s also sound very nice. Anything yeah, well, V12 really I, sounds good. I agree. Ferrari V12s. I, I like Ferrari V12s more than the For, Lambos. I'll Ferrari, go check it out. Have a listen. Ferrari V12s sound way more pedestrian than Lamborghini V12s, though. I don't. I don't know if it's. Just I don't know. Not there, there, there is an F four thirty on Instagram that I would say begs to differ. I'm just there's. There, I'm gonna have to post it on our, think, our Discord and on the Insta, like, on our Instagram. I'll I'll post it to the stories. I think uh, the for V8 anybody listening, sound better than V8 sound better in general for me. I think I've I've had a general love for V8s. Sounds. Ferrari V8s. Uh, any or just V8s really. in general. Most V8s I've run into are pretty good sounding. Well, I'm going to go do some research. A V8 I'm going to go do some research. Good sounding engine. A V12 is I'm an inherently good sounding research on the V12. I'll go do research on the V12. Uh, we can talk about that. This next is what week. This is what you'll notice, can, Ryan. Can, is most Ferrari V12 sound more like a V8 that you're used to. They tend to have more baritone, more of a rumble. Right. And the Lambo V12 sound more like an F1 car. Very high pitched. I'll leave it here. To close it, I'll give a hint too. For next week, we will be talking about a V10. So we're talking in between the V8 and the V12. The vehicle <laughs> we'll be talking about has a V10. 
so listeners, you yeah. can tune in and learn about this car. I will probably be talking about the engine uh, sounds a bunch. Uh, well, the boys will tell you about why and how it goes fast. I will tell you how cool it sounds. Can we just circle back before we close it out here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Max Verstappen is the champion of the world. <laughs> you did. Yeah, Gross. you took the words right out of my mouth. I can't believe the race we just watched. Wow. I'm still I'm still in the I'm still in the fucking Owen Wilson phase. Wow. Wow. I I just can't I I can't wow. stop thinking back to all of that. It's I'm It was like nothing then some of it, then it was nothing again, and then it was everything. Right. It was. I had given up on the race. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I was like reading about uh, mods to a game I play, and I, and then I was like, wait, what's going on here? Like, uh. yeah, I had I had called out the TV crash, and then the safety car, and you're like, what? Wait, what? What? Scramble, scramble, scramble. Oh, look at <laughs> this, guys! Mercedes has uh, already logged an appeal over the Abu Dhabi final lap. Look at that! They're already. Uh, doing a double protest oh, so you can't we'll do see. that you can't do that that's oh, that's on. not okay yeah Reser- just give it a rest reservations aside you can't do all that no so i think you all have goes. a good sunday <sighs> yeah. yeah driver of the day kimmy raikkonen we made it happen everybody kimmy raikkonen, we made it happen uh as driver of the day that man is a living meme. what a legend <laughs> he is a legend what I a mean, send off He's gonna. Hopefully, he goes and does like rally or something. Who knows? I don't think he even knows right now. He's gonna go somewhere on his yacht already. It, yeah. Kimi Raikkonen does not care. It's <laughs> uh, probably. I bet you he crashed early. He's like, I'm. I'm done. I'm out. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. He he didn't finish right. He DNF'd. No, yeah. He DNF'd, and then Giovanni uh, Giovanni also uh, did. Was he the reason there was a virtual safety car? That's why. But yeah. Yeah. Alfa Romeo just gave up. Well, that's. I just yeah. want to say, how hilarious is it that it's Kimi Raikkonen's last race before he retires? He DNFs and gets voted driver of the day. That's, <laughs> that's such exactly a, it. Such a troll it's move. A, such a day marked by history. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful day. Well, right. Max Verstappen is the champion. You can find us at Zero Lift Podcast on Twitter. Holler at us if you want. If not, keep the conversation going over on our Instagram at the same handle. Zero Lift Podcast. I've been Ryan. And I'm John. And, uh, I'm Leonard. Also, uh, for those yeah. looking at us on uh, Twitter, it's at Zero Lift Podcast. And also, our username is ZeroLiftPodcast.eth now. Uh, so I changed it. That is just, important. Just to point out, hashtag, you're looking for us. Hashtag crypto. That's, hashtag, hashtag crypto. crypto have, hashtag. Keep it pinned. Hashtag Mac <laughs> for Stappian. <laughs> Selfies. Hashtag what? <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Throwing it out there. Yeah. Keep it pinned, folks. We'll see you next time.